All right, what's up, everyone? We have a special edition of Grunt Talk Sports. Of course, I'm joined by my brother Bobby, and we have Blue Jay super fan Matt Harvey. We've waited weeks to do this. We've all had a bunch of different issues and stuff, but Matt, thank you so much. No problem. Yeah, the, uh, I know we've had to reschedule a few times due to uh, illnesses, but uh, you know, glad everything's all good now. Thank you for this. Glad you guys are feeling better. Yeah, it's um. I guess we could preface this quickly. It's been a crazy time with COVID and everyone getting yeah. sick and all that. Like, it's just been a wild time at this moment, and we're just happy everyone's good now. So we'll roll with it, Matt. Um, my first question to you about the Blue Jays and stuff. I'll go right to your experience last year. Walk yeah. us through how you threw out the first pitch to end the season well, last year. It was a lot of fun, but uh, it wasn't really anything I ever expected to do. I uh, was really nervous, especially once I realized we added capacity up to 30,000 fans. So it was like, oh, crap. I looked out there and I was like, I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> I shouldn't have looked. I was just like, whoa, this is a bit much. So, yeah, but I mean, it was such an incredible experience. And it was something I was never expecting to ever do. They just kind of let me know all of a sudden that, oh, we got tickets for this game. Like four four people can come. I was like, sweet. Why not? But uh, and it was cool because you don't really know who you're going to be throwing to. It could be anybody. I thought it could be a pitcher. It could be Springer. I was kind of hoping it would be George. But <laughs> I to find out that it was Nate Pearson, who I've actually met a few times. It's pretty cool. See, they told me at the last minute. Just all of a sudden, they're like, uh, "Oh, look, it's Nate." <laughs> I had no clue who it was going to be. Like, it could be apparently, it could be a pitcher, it could be a backup catcher. I hear a lot of times it's been like Danny Jansen, the catcher, or you know, like one of the other Jays catchers that catches. But uh, as it turned out, it was Nate Pearson. It's wild. Uh, I met him twice in minor league camp, and uh, I met him at the other Blue Jays game. Yeah, it was it was like one of those crazy life changing experiences, you know. Yeah, that's absolutely awesome. I can't imagine the adrenaline rush with that. Um, maybe one day we'll be lucky enough to toss out a first pitch if yeah. we can get that honor. That would be honestly tremendous. Yeah. Uh, can't imagine looking out there seeing all those people. Um, we've been to a bunch of games, but we've never been at the center no. throwing the first pitch. We, we don't have that uh, that uh, that honor yet. That's uh, That's something – Hopefully down the road, when things get better, uh, we're yeah. definitely able to uh, <clears throat> scratch. Excuse me, scratch that off the bucket list. Yeah, I bet anybody would love that. <laughs> oh, absolutely! It's a diehard fans' lifetime thing that you want to do. So we were talking before about Ken Rosenthal, Matt, uh, Bobby. Yeah. We've discussed it, obviously. Uh, Matt, I know we talked a little bit, but me and Bobby both want to be reporters and all that. So we're when we see someone like Ken get fired, it really raises a big eyebrow for us. Yeah. Uh, we're, I know you're close with Ken, too, and um, we, we're not too thrilled with Manfred. So elaborate no. on, like, your thoughts on the whole thing. Well, I, I just think it's a bit of a power trip. Uh, Manfred's part for him to do something like that. I mean, like, 
have a bit of like ability to handle criticism, man. Like, come on now. Everybody makes mistakes, and the way you react should not be firing somebody that's a good worker. Ken's done a great job. Everybody's liked his work. I mean, did you see the reactions of all the people? It was pretty well, like, unanimous. Nobody was happy. Nobody was like, yeah, Ken's terrible. No, everybody likes Ken. <laughs> so you're kind of picking with the wrong guy. You know, if you want to pick on somebody that's a reporter like a John Heyman, sure, go right ahead. <laughs> <laughs> you're picking that's, on Ken Rosenthal? That's, really? That's, uh, that's, that's, I like that. That's uh, Rosenthal? Uh, <laughs> Uh, Miss John John Heyman's takes. Uh, you know, I respect every reporter. It's it's yeah. it's it's a profession that you know we've wanted to go in for a long time and still have admirations for it. And you know, they paved the way. But you know, there's some guys who are just yeah. you know out there. And John and Johnny Boy Heyman is just one of them. He's just <laughs> saw, him, saw him in uh, San Diego and. And yeah. just, I mean, long story short, the guy's staring at the ceiling for 20 minutes. I wanted to go up and tap him on the shoulder and say, excuse me, sir, is it, what's up there that you just measure? And I'm looking up and it's a small ceiling. I'm like, what's up? So, but, yeah, I, I this mean, is real. This, this is me. This is me in the, the hotel where everything is at. And I'm sitting there and he's just, He's just and I and I don't mean to go rambling off, but yeah, this, That's he's funny. just he's just he's just standing there and looking like this. I'm just like I I, I wanted to go over to him and just be like, I Are wanted you okay? to be, I wanted to be like, is there a bird up there or something? What's Are you alive? <laughs> and and at the time you had to wear you. Had, oh no no no! This was this is before I, the pandemic. This was before, before? I. I I'm losing my mind. Yeah, this, he yeah. was. He had his he had his notebook, and then after Three he's looking before. at the ceiling. He's writing down in his notebook, so I'm like, "Is this?" So we always come up with a joke anytime he tweets something. He's looking at the ceiling, but look, but in going into this, uh, Ken Rosenthal, yeah, who I might say who really, really works hard. Oh, yeah, he does. When you, with when it comes to baseball news, to me, growing up, you went to three people. You went to Rosenthal, well, two people, Rosenthal, and you went to Buster only, and then passing. I think he's yeah. in a class of his own mm -hmm. right now, but I, I think that like I like Dan really Shulman do. for Canadian viewers. Yeah, yeah. Um, been somebody we all respect. I I just don't understand um, the, that the commissioner of baseball is uh -huh. getting involved in somebody uh, somebody's job. That that's just honestly, if I'm Ken Rosenthal, I think that's mm -hmm. grounds for a lawsuit. I think uh -huh. that uh, I agree. I I think that's ridiculous. The guy does a fantastic. Job. Yep. I understand if you're gonna if you get fired because you're saying nonsense weekend. Yeah. This guy is just reporting facts. His job <laughs> is to break news, yeah. report the facts, and if he's asked his opinion, go ahead. It's it's yeah. a free country. Exactly. So uh you're gonna get you're gonna lose your job over this. I agree. It's it's and the way you said it, Matt, is spot on. It's a power trip. <laughs> it it's, is it's he was embarrassed. He was embarrassed he was, because yeah, one of the guys from can't the handle MLB, criticism. No, and here's the thing. Uh, George Steinbrenner said it the best. You can't stand the heat, get out of the kitchen. When you're a commissioner of any sport, look at Roger Goodell. The guy, the guy's a, yeah. a buffoon. The he guy, is. And, Absolutely. 
And um, listen, he gets credit every Super Bowl. He gets booed. What does he do? He just laughs it off and leaves it alone. That's exactly you're getting paid millions of dollars. Mm -hmm. You work for the your job as a commissioner, work for the owners to make the sport better. And what is wrong? He doesn't call a a World Series trophy a piece of metal. (laughs) World Series that World Series trophy is an honor when you are the commissioner and you hand it over to a team. That's something. You're the face of the brand, the Rob Manfred. Exactly. Even when the guy was with Bud Selick when he was the uh, what was he the C uh, know, eh? CF whatever he was, he was a uh, the guy is just inept. If mm-hmm. there's anybody who should be a commissioner of baseball, honestly, yeah, uh, get somebody who know who knows the game. Curtis Granderson. Who? 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 Curtis Granderson. <laughs> know who I think Grandy. would be a good. Know who I, I mean, think why would not? be. Know who anyone a, know who would be a good commissioner of Who's baseball that? and i'm gonna i'm actually gonna say ken singleton yeah i'd be cool with that i think he I, or get somebody else and then theo um epstein. i yeah the, hey theo epstein the guy in the two cups he's gonna go down in history as one of the greatest uh general managers of yeah. not only baseball but an entirety of sports you betcha he's really good um, and just like I, the um gm for billy bean Really good too. Oh, Bill! Well, Billy Beans in a class. When you got a, your own movie about you, I mean, you yeah. did something right. I mean, it's but yeah. I know with the budget he's got every year. This is one of the things I find with a lot of cases with the Yankees, as like uh, so when you got teams like the Tampa Bay Rays, if you're the GM of the Tampa Bay Rays, you got to execute every single move perfectly. You can't afford to like you know make a, a bad bad move because like with the Yankees you can handle like, losing a few million dollar player or something but when you're talking about the race if you're a GM for the race and you mess up the team's gonna stink you know with the Yankees in the case of that that's why I kind of find that the whole thing with Brian Cashman is kind of Gets a little lucky sometimes, you know. You know what yeah, I mean? <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's a harder and job to be the Rays because, as the Rays, like, can you imagine if that Rays GM became the Yankees GM? Some of these GMs could be incredible. <laughs> it would really. That's help. actually that's a good thought. I mean, because they have such a small fraction making mistake yeah. and stuff. Um, my dad actually mentioned that before. He's like, get the guy from the Rays. He's like, get Cash and replace Boone and all that. I mean. Yeah. Cash is a great manager too. He does more with less than anyone else. Um, no, but you know, it's it's a hard job as far as like if you're a GM for a team that's got a low budget. Guess what? You're in a situation where like, like the Rays. The worst part is, imagine being a fan that gets a jersey. <laughs> yeah, it's just constant. Yeah, it's constant turnover. It's money balling. But you made a good point too. Like the Yankees yeah. can suck up an Ellsbury contract that sucks. Yeah, if Tampa Bay does yeah. that, that cripples them for a long time. Like that's like a third. That's like a third of their payroll. I mean, they can't afford to do things like that. They're also sending out. Wonder about that Wander Franco move, which to me is really baffling. As like you just signed a guy to like a fifteen-year deal or something. And so where's that budget coming from if you barely got any budget? I still find that puzzling. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> money <it's>, for that? <laughs> They're going to go to Montreal, as the rumor has it? <laughs> um, never know, man. You never know. 
Yeah, but, that's an interesting thing. <laughs> that's the rumor going on that they might apparently play partially in Montreal and partially in um, Tampa. And so who knows what's going to happen with that. But that's very interesting to find out. Next year should be interesting. Or like, no, I guess it's this year. <laughs> it's hard to remember sometimes. Feels like next year with the lockout, right? <laughs> does. You forget what even year it is anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping yeah. hoping we get something figured out because, you know, I think we all want to hear some trades, some signings. Because it's really boring right now. <laughs> it, it's funny, though, because all these coaches are getting signed every once in a while. And there's other stuff like that. Yeah, it's 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 uh it's dead. I mean, there's no movement. It's um you know, it's very very uh unique. You know, and yeah. when there's a lockout, you know, it, it sucks. It really does. And then it does it just seems like there's no light at the end of this tunnel. And no, something's got to give because it's yeah. January. I know it's January seventh, yeah. but listen, in a month from now, pitchers mm -hmm. and catchers are supposed to. Report. Yeah, exactly. So, now that's going um, to start talking. <laughs> they really got to start talking because this is kind of getting worrisome. Yeah. Like yeah a month ago or one thing, but I, I just don't understand it. Why are you not just saying something? Yeah. You know, it's uh, <laughs> something, something's got to give, you know, there's got to be a compromise. Yeah. It starts out like this. Let's just hope it doesn't go into like March and then April and then we really got a problem. Yeah, then if it gets into April, you're really talking. Then they'd have to figure out some other way to, like, you know, they'd have no spring training, so they'd have to start season late. And yeah, course, it's rain outs and uh, COVID outs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, hoping COVID by then, out. hopefully, they'll be all gone. Hopefully, this will be an epidemic, as they call it. I'm hoping because uh, I think we're all pretty tired of it. <laughs> I think that's I think that's a proven fact, hundred percent. We're all uh, we're all tired of it and just want everything to go back to normalcy, which was two years ago. It feels like uh, three years ago, honestly. I know, right? Yeah. So it's crazy to hard to believe. But so uh, deal with the Blue Jays. I will. I want to ask you, in your opinion, how you felt that last season went for them because you well, know, being I mean, a super fan, so. How do you how did you like them? How did you like what they did? Given the situation, playing in like three different ballparks, I would say 91 wins wasn't exactly what I expected. I was expecting a lot less. So I would say it was great. I mean, even George Springer being hurt part of the season, like that the couple of the signings, the Ryu signing a couple of years ago and the Springer signing were like amazing. Like I never ever envisioned them doing it like they seem like they were you know on uh eventually being contender but i mean they got such good players like flatty jr and like Bo Bichette, young players but i guess they're really drawing interest by other teams like other the players are clearly interested in uh the blue jays for that you know i, I every time uh Yankees had to play the Blue Jays. I said this lineup is just it's stacked. It's stacked with talent, Absolutely. and no, I feel like nobody's talk. Nobody talks about them. I don't think they get their due. Yeah. How stacked? Because the the Blue Jays have every time they step onto the diamond, 
and they step up to the plate. They have guys who can hit home runs, drive runs yeah. in. And to me, I think Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is a spitting image not of his father, but he might even be better than that. I think he's, yeah. he's real. You guys got something special. Absolutely. I know. I was not expecting Vlad to be this good, this young. And that's the crazy part. A few years ago, everybody was talking about him being a bust. But he's 20 years old then. 20 years old. I know some players start off really, really good at young ages. But that that's the hard part is not every player is going to wind up starting their career like that. And sometimes, you know, it takes a few years for them to develop the Ability, but I mean, 48 home runs last year. You can't really get much better than that for 22 years old. You know, they got some good players, and I think that your Yankees have got some good players. But I think one of the major problems right now for you guys has been just, you know, I guess the expectations. Everybody expects them to win like a hundred games or something, and you know, it's. It's interesting to see how much happens with, uh, you know, like the big star Yankees pitcher you got there. Whether he, <laughs> whether, whether or not Cole is able to, you know, deal with the new changes with the pitching and everything. With, uh, I don't really know what exactly he's been doing with uh, the thumb. What are the, what do we call that kind of? Spider attack? Yeah, spider attack. It's interesting to know if that's really something that changes his ability to pitch or whether that's just something that he can figure out and get through. Yeah. Um, uh, I think he'll get through it. I think we'll be yeah. – uh, but um, <clears throat> I do want to ask you, in your opinion, how you felt about the pitching rotation. I think you guys, I especially with uh, mm-hmm. reigning Cy Young Award winner yeah. Robbie Ray, who had a fantastic year. Yeah, I think that uh, Jay's starting pitcher is pitching is great because they got Alec Manoa, who's been really, really good as a young pitcher, and you know you got Ryu, who's starting to figure it out. And I know that we lost a few really good players, but Gosman, I think he's very good too. And I think he's going to be an exciting pitcher for the Jays. Plus, I mean, the fact that we had Berrios for another couple of years, that signing was really incredible, that contract extension. I didn't expect that they were going to do it because, frankly, I thought that uh, he was going to go to free agency and he was going to go elsewhere. So to me, that contract extension was huge. Now, I'm kind of wanting to see what they do next because – very interesting they uh had some rumors going on there was some different players that were potentially players they were after so yeah give me a second all right well sean checked in he works with us too he's in the comments now so what's up sean thanks for checking in um i got some dinner for a second all right so um uh, hold on all right, so we'll we'll keep go we'll keep going as um you do that. So for Toronto, I really like what they've done. They were a thorn in the Yankees side. Bobby, you asked some good questions about the makeup and his expectations. I think the rotation's not too bad this year. He basically just replaced Ray for Gausman. I don't know if Gausman's gonna be as good. 
he did struggle in the AL East, but um, the lineup's going to take a hit with Simeon because Springer has to prove he can fully stay healthy. Yeah, uh, I like I alluded to, I think that the Blue Jays do have a good core of guys that they have bringing them back and everything, and I do think that they are a force. They uh, really, really are. I think they're a very, very uh, good team. So you just got to watch out for them. Their pitching rotation, Robbie Ray, you know, we always talked about his walk problems. I think he fe- winning the Cy Young and how good of a season he had last year, I think they got a diamond in the rough with that guy, definitely. I'm trying to get yeah. us back on the three now. I'll get, I'll get uh, dinner later on. Telling them my parents were all getting me for dinner. <laughs> all right, now we're set again with the three of us. That's perfect. Um, no, but yeah, the Blue Jays and Yankees, it's gonna be a fun AL East. You know, the Yankees didn't do anything before the lockout, obviously, except coaching changes. And the yeah. big news with Eric Chavez, Matt, you made a funny yeah. point before about the coaching news and stuff. Yankees yeah. Twitter was going crazy yeah, over Eric Chavez yeah. going to the Mets. I mean, all right, we lost in the Mets token. Like, they gave him a promotion. Like, what am I going to do? I'm not going to cause a scene over it. I mean, good for him. Yeah, true. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and then the Red Sox, there's some rumors that they might be in on Seiya Suzuki. That, that might be the team he ends up signing. Yeah, with. I, I don't I really know much before. about this guy. Is he good? I've never really – I hear rumors about him. I don't really know who he is. That's one of the few players I don't really know much yeah, he's an unknown from Japan. Uh, his profile is like a power hitter. He has some speed. He could do like he's mainly a corner outfielder, but he could play a little center if you need him to. Um, we were thinking he could be our Matsui, but the Yankees don't get it. Now he's he's one of the better guys from Japan in a long time, but we'll see what happens. Oh, an interesting fact about Matsui: when I was in spring training the first time he came along, I was actually at the Yankees Steinbrenner Field. I uh, got to see his debut. It was pretty cool. It's crazy back then. Now looking at how Ichiro had all the fan support he had. And back then, that was just crazy to see all the different Japanese reporters and everything. First time I'd seen it. And, you know, <laughs> hey, Shelly. <laughs> Shelly's checking in, but I saw Matsui at Turning Spring ages ago, too. He had a nice, um, the buzz around him was very real, as you said. Like, the Japanese always yeah. have a good contingency, a lot of interest and stuff. Um, they've That's done cool. very well over here, too. So I think Susugo, not Susugo, he wasn't good. Say <laughs> Suzuki could be really good, I think. Yeah, I, I hope so. It'd be nice to, well, I think that he can, one of these players like that, can probably happen during the uh, times like now, right? Because uh, they're not in the lockdown. No, no, he can't. It's only minor league deals. Oh, they can't do the international deal. guys. Brother, oh, what do you yeah. think about this uh, comment here? <laughs> and to, what, this one that you just wrote on the bottom here? Yeah, it's our friend Greg. He checked in. He goes to your spaces sometimes. <laughs> My man, yeah, I know, Greg. What's up, buddy? Yeah, no, I'm just reading it all right now. Uh, I mean, Freeman and Correa. I mean, I'm all for it. You know, hey, I'm all, I'm all about it. Uh, stop being scared to spend the money. I agree, hundred you know, <laughs> yeah, percent. Yankees have more money than anything, so why are they, yeah. you know, why are they uh, pinching pennies when they don't need to? <laughs> so uh, it's true. As long you know, as you're not uh, reaching the luxury point, right? And what it t- exactly uh, on what it takes to win what would 
the Yankees, listen, the Yankees, let's be honest. They used to buy their championships. Are we right? Because they didn't care about spending money. So, <laughs> Remember that comment? <laughs> you, you know, uh, so it's a, it's something. Greg, Greg, I agree with you, man. I got you. No, 100%. I mean, we need at least one of them, I would say. Uh, the Blue Jays, actually, Matt, I'm sure you saw. Did you see the Blue Jays had interest in Freeman? Yeah, that's a rumor. He's partially Canadian. So um, he's one of his, I think his uh, parents were from Canada. So that's why it's, he uh, played for Canada at one of the events, whatever event he was. WBC, maybe? Yeah, I think it was the WBC because he wanted to honor his mom was from Canada, so yeah, mm-hmm. that would be actually, I would actually really like the idea of that, but it's a matter of if he's going to leave Atlanta, which probably doesn't look like it's likely. <laughs> um, you know, but it's such a different time now with the Yankees from before. You know, Steinbrenner, he probably be ripping people's heads off if they were, uh, you know, not doing any moves. <laughs> or if they're doing moves and they screw up, he'd be freaking Aaron out. Aaron Boone wouldn't be the manager as long as he's been either. He wouldn't well, he'd be long gone. The Billy Martin hiring and firing tells <laughs> you all you need to know. It's all funny yeah. documentary about that. That was cool. Absolutely. But, um, speaking of that, also Chris Bryant. What are your thoughts on Bryant? He's a good player. I have i don't know if you've heard, but uh, originally the Blue Chase drafted mm-hmm. Chris Bryant, way, way back. He was like a 48th or 49th round pick. They didn't sign him, but it's something I wish the Jays had got originally because uh, he's been pretty good. Just like uh, I think there was a few other players the Jays once originally drafted. Well, James Paxton originally was drafted, and then he wound up getting a no-hitter against the Jays in Toronto. Well, yeah, and he's got the big maple tattooed on him and all that. Yeah. I thought the Blue Jays would sign him, but I'm going to speak to another pitcher. I know we've all talked about, and um, I know Matt's very close to him. So what are your thoughts on Marcus Stroman? Can you share some experiences you have with him? Yeah, Marcus Stroman's been a really good person to me. Like, he's all, you know, supported me all the time, sending positive, kind comments. I got to meet him years back. Didn't really get to get a picture with him. Hopefully, sometime I get to. But yeah, he is really friendly with uh, young people. He uh, is really supportive of help out young future baseball players. So, like, if somebody tweets him, he'll often try to help some people with uh, teaching them how to be baseball players because that's something he likes doing and he's got his hdmh which is basically like how he doesn't measure heart it's something important to him i mean it's like pedro martinez he might be short but that doesn't really mean anything if you're a good pitcher he's a really good athlete too as you can see he's won the gold glove it's, it's sad i should have got it this year yeah, he should have got it this year. I'm so disappointed to hear that he uh, didn't even get nominated. Some of these nominations make no sense. Nominating people that aren't really worthy, and you nominate people. Uh, it's just you know, it's just one of those things where you just don't understand sometimes how they make decisions they make. But you know, I think that I'm happy that he's in Chicago because you know. 
Chicago's got lots of good people now. Uh, first, the Raptors, DeMar DeRozan's now gone to Chicago. So it's like lots of the reunion of Toronto. Two different guys that originally played on Toronto are now both on Chicago. So I guess that's a team for me to root for now. <laughs> yeah. I, I, more, <clears throat> more power to it, man. No more power yeah. to it. Mm -hmm. It's oh, funny well. because your other former player also went to Chicago. I'm trying to think of uh, whatever. Oh, um, Clint Fraser. Clint yeah, Fraser. Clint Fraser, that poor guy that just couldn't stay healthy. Oh, Clint. Wish him well. Yeah. Yeah, he would have been good if he was healthy. He just, unfortunately, just uh, had some bad luck. Just like um, Devin Travis with the Jays. I bet you there's a lot of players that over the years, you know, you wish they'd been healthy because you'd be interested to see how they do. Because Devin Travis had about 15 or 20 doubles in one month. And then all of a sudden he got hurt. It was like, come on. Just like with the Jays, Anthony Alford got hurt quite a few times and Dalton Pompey over the years we've had lots of guys that get hurt and aren't the players we hope they are which really is a bummer you know guys that you root for but yeah oh Tulo yeah exactly Tulo absolutely poor guy I mean just like he was supposed to I don't know if you heard the rumors years ago where Tulo was gonna be going to New York and uh, all the Yankee fans were excited about having him there. And he went to Derek Jeter's last game. You guys ever hear that one? Yeah, I remember him being there for Jeter's last game. We got him way too late, obviously. Oh. barely lasted. Injuries derailed him, though. He's so good. Absolutely. I know it's crazy. That you, this is the thing. You see guys in Colorado, the numbers they have. It's hard to tell how they're going to play when they come to other teams. As you saw, the one player went to St. Louis and did pretty good, but you just don't know. Look at Matt Holiday, guys like that. You never really know what you're going to get when you uh, get players from Colorado. But more so, what's even curious is uh, you get guys from Colorado that are pitchers, then you really got a what if. Because if a pitcher does good in Colorado, who knows? They could do a lot better elsewhere. You know, yeah. the numbers are very, yeah, exactly. Trevor Story, Sean says there. That's going to be interesting to see. And it seems like he was pretty disappointed for not winding up being traded in the deadline last year. Yeah, uh, I'm a big Tulowitzki guy. I think he's yeah. he was something special, I really do, when he was healthy. I, mm -hmm. he, he made playing baseball look easy. He really sure did. did. Um and excuse me, um, you know when you watch, he wore number two for Derek yeah. Jeter, so mm -hmm. that that uh, alludes to that. But yeah, um, I know. Now, I will ask you. Uh, you've been a fan as a Jays your whole life, so yeah. Tell us uh, how. So let me ask you this: well, You were born. In, they won the World Series in what? Nine, I was ninety-two born in and ninety-three. Those were the good days. <laughs> you were what year were you born? I was born in '81. So you got to see it. So good yeah. that 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 goes to my um, question. Yeah, that goes that goes to my question. Uh, mm -hmm. what was it like? You know, seeing the Blue Jays win the World Series back then with well, Joe actually, Car with Joe Carter, who was. Probably I'll tell you the, the story. Player. When I was like 11 or 12 years old, 
I was upset and worried about us losing the game in the World Series. And then all of a sudden, my mom woke me up and, uh, oh, look at this. And then I got to see Joe Carter's home run, which was like, oh, you know, nice. one of those remarkable home runs to see. And here's a interesting story about Joe Carter initially. I met him eventually, but when we were like little, me and my brother, we got into a big, huge fight with my dad <laughs> when we were supposed to meet him. And as we were going to meet him, my dad said, you know, one of those classic dad things where he says, well, t I'll turn the car around. We'll go back. Yep. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> We've heard that before. <laughs> we did that and we didn't get to meet him. And we never uh, were able to meet him that time. But years later, I went and got uh, an autograph from my brother because he's a huge fan of Joe Carter. So <laughs> I went and gave that to him for his birthday. So that was like pretty cool. That's uh, <laughs> yeah. that is something that uh, that's something else. So uh, I've met Joe Carter, I've met Carlos Delgado, I've gotten to meet. Wow. Well, now tell, talk to us about Carlos Delgado. What was wow, he like? What a great guy. He's uh, but actually the funny part about him was when I ran into him and met him. He says, you tweet a lot. <laughs> <laughs> My parents will never stop reminding me about that. That's one of the funniest things ever. That is funny that he actually uh, he actually said that to you. That's yeah, really funny. That was really great. <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, I was like, whoa. <laughs> I'm never going to live this one down. <laughs> no, no, I guess not. I guess not. Well, here's another story. I was originally going to meet Roy Halliday, who obviously, as you know, oh, my Twitter name. Of course. I was supposed to meet him, but um, I was at the Fergie Jenkins event. Fergie Jenkins in my city, St. Catharines, has a event every year. And now, unfortunately, he was unable to make it because of a hurricane. But as he was going to make it, um, I got to meet couple different other guys like somebody else that passed on tony fernandez and i got to meet pat gillick so we were all just chatting about that and it was like a few months later when i was at work and i got that news unfortunately about my buddy came up to me working at the cart job and oh did you hear the news right holiday died that was pretty much the most crappy like uh tragic moment that you know that was the most hurtful thing ever i never got to meet him you know yeah uh the death of uh roy holiday mm -hmm. to me is it's one of the saddest things i've ever yeah. seen because he he really was you know when he oh, was yeah. on that mound he was to, he was in yeah not only one of if not the best pitcher in baseball at the time yeah, he but was. He was a cold-blooded assassin. That's just yeah. every time he stepped onto that mound, he was a thorn in everybody's side. He just knew how yeah. to get you out. All his pitches worked. He was smart. And if you watch his uh, E60 on everything, and you know, yeah, it's he passed away tragically because of the plane he was driving crashed, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. And you know, you talk. He had. Uh, I think if I'm not mistaken, yeah. he was dealing with like a mental illness or yeah. something like that. So dealing with some uh, you know back pain, really kind of. Uh, oh you know, yeah, that's that's pain. right, that's right. Yeah, he. Uh, when the news came that he passed, I I honestly thought it was it was fake. Yeah. I'm like, there's no way. Come on, yeah. there's no. Like, I know. 
Roy Doc Holiday. It's just you know, I I he's one of those guys mm-hmm. I hated going up against. And yeah. I will tell you this: being a Blue Jays fan, when you guys had AJ Burnett, and then you had Doc Holiday, and then AJ <laughs> Burnett with his knuckle curve before oh, yeah. the Yankees got him, it was such a forgive me for my yeah. language, such a pain in the ass to go yeah, up against. You, but but I will I I do want to you know what I want to ask you about AJ Burnett. Yeah. In 2009, when they didn't sign him, was it always the writing on the wall that they were never going to re-sign him like they couldn't afford him? Or did he just want, like, was it because the Yankees threw him 52, what Maybe was it, 82 and a half million dollars? Maybe because he was hurt a lot. I guess that he had a history of being hurt quite a few times, too. And maybe I don't quite know exactly what was going on with the agent and everything. But, you know, I'm a fan of his, and I'm rooting for him all the time. Uh, he always retired now, but he had quite the story. If you don't know if you've heard, but originally with him and Roy Halladay, apparently him and BJ Ryan all went on a huge trip and uh, they rescued some guy from Anaconda, which was one of the craziest stories. <laughs> oh, really? Wow. Yeah, there was apparently a guy. <laughs> but it's just funny because he was with BJ Ryan, the guy who blew some of the games that they're, they were like the starting pitcher for. And he. <laughs> P.J. Ryan blew some saves quite a few times with the Jays, and it's just funny to think they're fishing together, you know, knowing you blew my save, and you're like, <laughs> just the idea that you're, like, hanging out with this guy who blew your save and everything. <laughs> just thinking, like, yeah, you just want to toss him in the water, maybe. That's the song, man. Why you blow my save? <laughs> Like, I just find it be really awkward to be like, oh, you know, everything's great. Hey, buddy. <laughs> well, sometimes this, uh, the team unity is stronger, I guess. They must have yeah. been really good friends, and then, then he must have been, like, not pissed about it. But, like, some people are, like, they put themselves on islands. Like, they're not close to everyone. Other people are very close. Yeah. Um, if it was, like, a different situation and they like him, I'm sure they wouldn't be fishing together. <laughs> no, I know. That's what I'm thinking. It was one of the craziest stories I've ever heard. The fact that they rescued some guy from Anaconda was just like wow, just yeah. uh, like oh, yeah. Roy Halladay has still the most complete games in baseball, like right now, from like his years before. I think he had like oh, yeah. six complete games in barely any. Roy Halladay was a beast. I mean, I had a love-hate relationship with him. I hated it when he faced the Yankees, but I love watching him pitch otherwise because I knew the Yankees would never. I knew the Yankees would never touch him. I was like, "Oh, we're done today." Well, it's Halladay. I got a story about that for you. Speaking of which, when I was at, uh, like, I was in Florida, I was watching a game, and I was with our family friends and all, and we were facing you guys, and it was Bernie Williams just crushed one against you uh against Roy Holiday and it was like uh really really bummed me out because it was like the season opener and we got schlacked by him <laughs> so I still remember that like oh and all these people I was with there were like Americans so they were definitely not rooting for Jace. <laughs> you were on the money with Holiday's complete games too 67. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> Holiday was a workhorse he's a throwback. I mean there's not guys like him anymore. Was a great year. 2003. Oh, that was the one that was like, it all stands out. 
And then he yeah. had that no hitter in the playoffs with the Phillies too. Like the yeah, guy's done so was, many great things. That was um, crazy. No hitter in a perfect game in the same season, which is insane. Yeah, I can't believe it's still. And then um Mariano yeah. taught him the color during the yeah. all-star break, too. I was yeah. like, why would you do that? What's that? I'm like, we're gonna make this guy even better. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like that's cool, but like man, we're really not gonna get him now. <laughs> Yeah, it's quite the story, too, just hearing that, the fact that uh, Mariano Rivera would be helping out, you know, an opponent. I guess that goes yeah. to you that Mariano Rivera is good to other people that way, you know? I guess it's good sportsmanship, I guess. But yeah. he'd be not yeah. useful if you want to beat him. <laughs> well, game respects game, I guess. He wouldn't just do that to some scrubs. So, like, he obviously no. knew Halliday was legit and all that. But Holy. it actually brings us to a good topic. Speaking of Halliday, you know, he is a Hall of Famer, obviously. Mm -hmm. And there's been a lot of controversy with the Hall of Fame ballot. And I'm trying to get a good picture of it here. Let me yeah. see if I can make it a little better. But I want to get a nice update of where everyone stands with the Hall mm -hmm. of Fame. Let's see how that yeah. looks. But... I'm kind of hoping Billy Wagner gets in there. Definitely. Somebody on, let me see if I can just get that. All right. Yeah, that's about Andrew as good Jones, as I think, has a good chance. To me, Sheffield, I would definitely think. And um, I still find Scott Rowland being that high kind of surprising. Uh-oh. I lost. I got to get it back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to zoom in and make it look better. But, yeah, I've formed some thoughts on the ballot. Um, David Ortiz, oh, Barry Bonds, and Roger Clemens right now. It's, it's hard to like, you know, it's hard to say that, you know, you'd vote for David Ortiz, but not like, you know, like voting for Barry Bonds. I mean, it's, I kind of hope they both get on there. Maybe it'd be good if they can just finally get some closure of this whole thing. Because I mean, you know. At some point, they're going to have to get them in, whether it be if they don't wind up putting them in now, they put them in uh, some kind of like veterans committee. I agree 100%. Um, I'll get into it more, but brother, what are your thoughts on it? Um, you know, looking at this, David Ortiz, in my opinion, does deserve to be a Hall of Famer because everything he's done, even though he was a Yankee killer, the guy was <laughs> – yeah. An absolute, he was legitimately the greatest uh, designated hitter of all time. The guy's just 100%. that clutch. Uh, Barry Bonds, uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I think people know how I feel about that because of him. But, you know, he's the whole all-time home run hitter. So, yeah, he, yeah. he kind and he's never been, it's never been a proven fact that he took P, uh, took steroids. So he'll get in, you know, Clemens to me. Clemens is one of the greatest pitchers ever, of course. Scott yeah. Rowland's very, very good. Uh, I'm a big Todd. I think Todd Helton, a lot of people didn't talk about him enough. I think he was very good, but I think he might have to wait a little bit longer. Gary Sheffield, yeah, of course, he'll get in. Only 500 home uh, runs, right? Yeah. Billy, yeah. Billy, Billy Wagner was very, very good for the Mets, and I forgot, what was it, the Astros? He was Astros, yeah, a few uh, others, but he and, was legit. Yeah, Didn't Andy and, Pettit get in already? I thought Andy Pettit was already No, Pettit's, Pettit's in trouble. I don't think he's going to make it, honestly, and I'll even tell you as a Yankees fan, I don't think he should make it. Yeah, I kind of didn't think so either, but some people did think it. But also, how come A-Rod's so low? That <laughs> seems a little low. Uh, if yeah. you watch the documentary Screwball, you'll understand why. I was happy you brought that up. I wanted to talk about that. Did you know? What's why didn't you see the story in Screwball? What uh, tell me? 
Go ahead. No, I thought no. You you tell you can tell him. I mean, you're the one that told me about it. You know, you watched it too. I mean, it's uh, it's uh, yeah, it's screwballs about the uh, remember the biogenesis scandal oh, going with yes. um, yeah, it happened with that, and A Rod was basically the uh, main character in it. Uh-huh. Him and it all started with the two guys on this list, A Rod and Manny Ramirez. Uh, he found a way. They called it anti-aging. That's what you want to call it. They were taking steroids. They did it the right way, Manny Ramirez. And A-Rod wanted what he got. So, uh, yeah. And then it it just gives a glimpse into just how the uh, biogenesis scandal came about. And A-Rod was basically the prime suspect. Mm-hmm. A-Rod, was, A-Rod was all over it because he's guilty on all parties. And this yeah. really makes – and mm-hmm. when you watch it, you'll understand why Alex Rodriguez won't make the Hall of Fame because of everything – not only did he lie about it, and he had people threaten people, like paying people off under the table for stuff and things like that. It was just real corrupt stuff. But, you know, it's if you ever have time on Netflix to go and watch it, I think you What's well, on Netflix? I, I can totally check it out. I didn't realize it was on there. Yeah, yeah, definitely check it out after this, for real. Yeah, Bobby recommended it to me. I didn't even know about was it. He? He was te- we were talking about it, and he told me, and I was like, yeah, wow. And then I saw the stuff too. I was like, "This is crazy!" Like I didn't know in the details. I didn't know the details. Came out in 2018 too, and I watched it like two weeks ago. Yeah, I wish I. I don't know why I never knew about it. I mean, I'm so happy you told me because it gave some good insight and stuff. (laughs) And we're gonna do some um, piece on Alex too. But yep, everyone should watch Screwball on Netflix. Totally. Um, The Hall of Fame debate with him is interesting, and then Manny's right below him at 40.6. I think Jeff Kent deserves some love, but I don't think he's, he might fall short. It looks like uh, Sammy Sosa is not going to make it. He not only did steroids, he also used the yeah. cork bat. So, and he's like, oh, yeah. he's never going to get there. I don't think. Bobby Abreu is very under the radar. I yeah. think he actually deserves more consideration than he gets, but he's only twelve point six percent. Omar Vizquel did unspeakable things, so I'm yeah. really happy he's this I heard, and I, I don't even think he's a Hall of Famer anyway. So yeah, I um, heard yeah, something about much. an autism person like myself. Gross. Yeah, I'm not going to say much more about that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. not good. No. So I think I I agree with Matt though. Like they got to put the steroid guys in there. Like put Ortiz and Clement and Bonds and Bonds and Clemens in there. Alex Rodriguez not this time. I mean honestly, I think he should make it eventually, but he's not going to get there now. Yeah, uh, Sheffield and Helen are getting close. Mm-hmm. Scott Rowland's going to be on the verge. I think we all agree he should yeah. be a Hall of Famer. Uh, Billy Wagner, I think we agree. Andrew Jones, yeah. I don't think they'll get there this year, but I hope they both get in. Manny Manny Ramirez is going to be interesting. I don't know if he's going to get there. I think it all depends on Clemens and Bonds if they set the tone. If they get denied, then everyone else is going to get denied. Exactly. Right. So where did you get these percent totals they have? uh, This is the updated ballot as we speak uh, right now. So we have – it's 36.5% of ballots known so far. That's which is 136 ballots, okay. and then I think the total number that is needed in here is 392 to finish the voting. Uh-huh. Hmm. And then what are everyone's thoughts about Kurt Schell? I mean, he kind of shot himself in the foot. Oh yeah, he, he definitely <laughs> his comments to the reporters was really, really not cool and disgusting, frankly. 
threatening people, making all those kind of things. Like, no doubt he was a great pitcher, but, you know, sometimes character should matter. But, I mean, Ty Cobb got in, so, I mean, you yeah. know. That's the thing. Like, that's the whole debate to me, too. Like, every, I'm, I'm going to use a bad – I'm going to say – forgive my lack of a better word, but, like, if you're a piece of shit, like, depending on, like, how bad it is, I guess, like – I think you should still be in the Hall of Fame, depending on what the numbers say. Like, in the Omar Vizquel case, no way, because I don't even think you should yeah. be in there anyway. And that's just like, way yeah, worse. I agree. It's that's hard. Just like, I wouldn't vote for Kurt Schilling, but I mean, I understand some people will. Yeah, I would just base him. I hated him too, like, basing him and stuff. Um, yeah, he did ask to be removed, so he yeah. made a mockery of the profession. I mean, like, mm -hmm. just based on what he's in the field, I would put him in. But how do you feel, bro? I mean, did unspeakable things. The guy uh, won two championships with two teams in both uh, both leagues, mm -hmm. but the things he's done is unspeakable. Yeah. And I I don't think he should even be. The fact that he's fifty eight percent is kind of a yeah slap uh, <laughs> eye opening if you really uh, if you want to ask me for real. Yeah, he's screwed. He ain't going to make it. And I don't think the Veterans Committee is going to put him in either, probably. So he's yeah. probably done. I mean, if you don't got, um, you know, if you don't got – who is it again? My brain's right. <laughs> it's it's 75%. you got to get 75% of the vote to make it. Yeah, totally. I do agree with Bobby said before, though. Todd Helen definitely deserves a lot of love. I want him in the Hall of Fame. Okay. I don't think he'll get it this time. He's actually better than people realize because people use the course field excuse. Course he, was field. Actually, he was good outside of course, too, and his numbers are really eye-opening, like his OPS yeah. and stuff. And I think he deserves to be there. He was a mainstay for a long time with the Rockies. He's basically the best player they ever had. So Yeah, I hope some... Belgado will get into the Veterans Committee sometime because I really think that he was overlooked. Carlos Delgado really should have been in the Hall of Fame in the first place. But I, I guess we agree. He was a damn good player. Like he just like, you know, have you ever seen the numbers of uh who was the other former J the Fred McGriff, the crime dog had oh, he got robbed so bad, only seven homers short of five hundred. Yeah. He should be in the Hall of Fame. If anybody's else is some of these guys that get in. To me, I think that they should be uh, putting him in the Veterans Committee and Carlos Delgado. I would uh, love to see them both get in. Like, just like Larry Walker, a couple of, you know, Blue Jays, Canadian kind of, uh, you know. I don't know if you ever heard, but uh, originally Vlad Jr., like you got Vlad Jr., but Vlad Guerrero himself signed a minor league deal with the Jays right before he uh, retired. So that was kind of really? interesting. That was oh, something wow. I don't know if everyone knows. He played for Buffalo for a bit, and then he retired. I've, I didn't even realize that. It's a good, it's yeah, a fun fact there. <laughs> that is a that's something I uh, did not know. That's some good yeah, insight I, right there. Yeah. I heard about that. So all I know is if Bonds and Clemens get in this year, Cooperstown's yeah. gonna be a circus if they make it this year. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> they deserve to be because I mean, like as I told you before. Uh, like 200-something walks in a season is pretty insane. Yeah. I mean, Barry Bonds puts up video game numbers. Also, I think, Bobby, we, we've had this discussion before, too. I think we could agree he was a Hall of Famer before steroids almost. Yeah. He was almost a Hall of Famer just with the Pirates. That's how good he was. Yeah. But um, 
he was he's a special player, obviously. And like you said, Matt, I've been saying the same thing. I think Bobby would agree too. So David Ortiz failed the test in 2003. Everyone says it's yeah. not legitimate, but like he's just gonna walk into the Hall of Fame and they and it's possible he failed the test. Like I know yeah. he, his numbers deserve to be Hall of Fame, but like yeah, writers don't seem to like question it for some reason. They just like it's very strange. A lot of people have made comments about this. Um, it's just something else. It's weird how you have some players that you're okay with and then some players you're not when they're doing the same thing. Like, it's hard to know how they decide that, you know? Yeah. How do you decide one person has done steroids and another person has done steroids and yet, you know, if they don't put Bonds and they don't put Clemens in, it'd be hard to them decide to do the same thing with Ortiz when it's kind of similar situations. Yeah. But I do think that they'll probably put all three of them in eventually. I mean, like at this point, there's no other worthy people in there. Before, you know, you had other guys that you could potentially put in. But now that we don't, now I think that they might have a choice right now. So, yeah. Scott Rowland's going to be very close. Yeah. He'll be the one other guy. Like it feels like they're. In a few years, I'm trying to think of who's going to be in the running, but eventually there's going to be a few more worthy contenders. But right now, there's not a lot, so we have to go with the guys that are on the verge, I guess, if they get anybody in. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Scott Rowland, somebody who I, I, yeah. I like, I'll say that. He was with the Jays, too, briefly. That's true. Well, I see the Jays maybe making the playoffs, Sean, if uh, if they get a few more players and everything. You know, it just depends. Obviously, as you can see, this division is going to be incredible for the next few years because I know eventually Baltimore will start getting better. Tampa's good. New York's good. Toronto's good. Boston's good. <laughs> Like, we could potentially have, like, 90 wins for all five teams. Who knows if uh, Baltimore starts to figure out a way to, you know, start playing better. Heck, I mean, last year we had 90-plus for four teams. It's crazy. And, yeah, it's that's the thing is that all these – some of these Bluetooth were telling me how, uh, you know, like, oh, they have to get in there. Well, you know, it's not easy. Division's incredible. So, you know, besides, like, you guys were right on the edge. So I would say that's still pretty good. 91 wins for a team that played in three different ballparks. And, you know, like, got booed because at one point we were playing in Florida and we were right beside <laughs> the Yankees and everything. So you had Yankee fans all taken over because none of the Canadians could go to the end of the ball game. So, at right. one point there, it was really like being on the road the whole time. <laughs> we played in Tampa and we played in uh, Buffalo both times. It was basically all American fans. So <laughs> it was like being on the road for like two more series and all. Well, Blue Jays will get a wild card. They, yeah, they, they could probably do so. And, you know, I mean, it depends on whenever we get the uh, things going again and what moves are made. I know that the Jays 
You've got a good starting rotation. They got good offense. Defense, they need a bit of work in like outfield. But other than that, I guess we'll de- it'll all depend on what the final moves are. Because I've heard some rumors about the Jays maybe trading for this player. There's always been a rumor about Jose Ramirez. That's been the big news that they've been talking about trying to trade for. But I guess we'll see, you know, if uh, whenever we can get this season back and everything. <laughs> Who knows? It depends on the fans. Well, what moves need to be done for the Blue Jays fans to consider offseason a good season? If uh, get some more updated, like, uh, outfield, because uh, right now the outfield needs some help. And I think that we got a lot of catching options. So, like, uh, that's a big trade trade option, uh, trading young catchers. Yeah. <laughs> That's it, really. <laughs> right now, pitching is important. Uh, they, I think they need one more starting pitcher, frankly. And the bullpen really needs improvement. They've gotten a few new guys, but uh, somebody to be like a really good lockdown closer, if not Jordan Romano, I guess we'll see. <laughs> what do you think, Julian, of that question the person's asking? Yeah, so he's asking about the playoff form. I was typing it, but I guess I'll just speak it. So, yeah, I think it could end up getting changed, like six to seven teams maybe. I don't actually want to see a change. I like how they have it now. But um, yeah, do you? so I guess we'll see. Uh, a bunch of stuff's going to be different whenever they agree. Um, the thing is now the owners are trying to play hardball and Manford and stuff. The one thing I want to say is that Manford is supposed to act in the best interest of baseball, not the owners, but he just acts for the owners, obviously. He yeah. doesn't understand that part of the job, unfortunately. But, um, the owners are trying to stall to force the players to cave, basically. That's why it's a big yeah. game of chicken right now. Like No one's blinking. Nothing's moved or changed. We're 37 days into this thing. Uh, it's going to be at least a few more weeks before they even talk about the boring issues or like maybe the next week or two. But spring training, everyone needs to worry. Uh, I don't know if it's going to happen on time. Just got to hope we get a full 162. Yeah. That's all you can do. That's all you can do. <laughs> Pray to God. <laughs> well, I'll just have to see what happens. Yeah, definitely will. We'll just have to see uh, how long this takes, and we could wake up from this bad dream. Yeah, yeah. Give us moves. I know. Let's see some trades. (laughs) Yankees playing to torture us, and then they make us wait, and now like we have to wait forever. No moves. Like, uh, like I don't know, bro. I mean, just want to be down in Tampa on time. Going to be there in March, hopefully February. But I agree. I hope. The things uh, get resolved. We actually went to Dunedin last year. What did Jay? <laughs> that we did. That we did. Wow. That's very different right now. And uh, I don't know if you guys have seen the new Jay's Park. It's pretty cool. I got to see it the one time I was there in 2020. It's really improved. It's like really cool. All the autograph spot and other parts there really changed from the years before I was there. 
Yeah, I didn't get to see that, but I know Dunedin's the Blue Jay town for sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So what else? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. <laughs> All right. So um, I guess I'll, we're going to close it down soon. We'll do our final questions and everything. Um, so one last question I have for you is um, I know you're a proponent for autism and you're living with it, obviously. So what's your message for everyone? Oh, for people like with autism and everything? Yeah, or just like in general, or like if there's oh. any like thoughts you to have on it or like something you want to get out there that's positive. Oh. You know, just, you know, things can be tough in life, especially like right now. But, you know, getting diagnosed with autism is probably the best thing to happen to me because I got to figure out who I was. Before that, I didn't really know, you know, I was just kind of odd and strange. But now that I know who I am, I know my strengths, I know my weaknesses. So, you know, just got to help each other through these tough times. That's it, I guess. Yeah, you know what? And it's uh, when getting diagnosed, you know what? You're, you're living with it and you're just living your life and that's all you can do. Yeah. You, know, you know, it doesn't, all you do is you just be yourself and you know what? Because yeah. you got diagnosed with uh with autism, you know, doesn't make you di any different than anybody else. You're still human being. You know what? I, I do appreciate you, you being honest and open you, with something like that because I know that's something that's very private for a lot of people. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. No, actually, I like getting out there because I can help people. Other people Absolutely. struggle with it. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. I love you know, baseball because I love stats. Stats are something I'm really always intrigued by. You know, like, like I feel the same way, mm -hmm. and I think it's very brave and everything. I think it's it's pretty some part of the reason why I want to do this so like we can spread awareness for it and all that. Um, good. It's you do a great job with everything. I love your tweets. Uh, you're always positive, keep spreading good knowledge out there with everything. Uh, the numbers is very important. You know, we all are into the numbers of different things, um, so that's always something I'm fascinated by as well. Mm -hmm. But just keep doing what you're doing, bro. Um, it's Thank been you, fun. And, it was uh, a lot of fun to be a part of this. We'll always be in touch. Um, just a message away. It's sounds good. Take care of yourself, guys. Absolutely. I appreciate your time, man. Thanks, yep. guys. Keep, we'll keep inspiring. Yep, 100%. We'll see if we can get this into an audio format, potentially. It's going to be left on the YouTube channel as well. Um and then we'll be in touch. Uh, Matt, thanks again so much. We really appreciate it. We finally got it done. After all the COVID complications, uh, we're still here. Everyone's going strong now. Going to push forward, hope this lockout ends and things continue to get better. Take care, guys. Thanks, it was an honor. everyone for listening. Thank you honor guys so much. As well. Thank you.